0: Mmm, Yoda this is. Found a Flashback Friday you did. Mmm? Older favorite episodes these are, and hear different hosts you may. But Flashback Fridays are the path to the light side. Fun leads to enjoyment. Enjoyment leads to laughter. Laughter leads to happiness. Get into it now we will. Hello, everyone! Welcome to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. We come to you guys weekly with a new multiplayer game each week to discuss, and this week we're going to be breaking down Far Cry 5. Now, for those of you listening to this, you've probably noticed that this is not the voice of our regular host, Todd. He is actually out on paternity leave these next couple of weeks, and his wife's due date is actually today, the day that we're recording, but no baby yet. So, for those of you who are just tuning in for Baby Watch 2020, there's your update. (laughs) So, instead of the regular, smooth, and silky voice that you are used to from Todd, you're going to be hearing me, Paul, serve as the active host until Todd returns. And, of course, I am joined today by my good friend for hire. He is Joseph Seed's protege, the fourth herald of the doomsday cult Eden's Gate, the Peggy himself...
1: Josh, Them darn peggies opening up all them (laughs) gates around town. Oh, boy. (laughs) So, (laughs) all right. So before we jump into Far Cry 5, how do you feel about doing the show without Todd, Josh? Do you remember when you were like a teenager and your parents would leave you at home Oh. For a little while, and you were like, I want to be good, like, I want to follow the rules, but then there's nobody to really, like, rein me in and, and, and <laughs> know what I'm doing, and that's that's kind of how I feel right now.
0: This might be, like, the high school party that gets I, thrown at the parents' house, and like, things are getting broken, and it's just pure chaos.
1: I, I mean, you know I thrive on chaos, so... <laughs> Um, you know, not that Todd doesn't like to have fun, but you know, Todd, Todd's away, so the, the the kids will play.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll have to channel my inner Todd a little bit, try to try to keep us on track. Yeah, I'm. You know, obviously, recording without Todd will be a little bit different, being a two man show instead of three. So it's not like we're bringing in a, a third guest or anything like that. But I'm just hoping it'll be like Cheers when Shelley Long left. Right? It was like different energy, but it was still great. So we're going to...
1: Yeah, nothing brings down
0: cheers. No, of course not. So we're going to try to continue to keep bringing you a high level of content. And of course, we'll be excited once once Todd's back with us. So, Josh, I think you have a little bit of an announcement you wanted to talk about in regards to our Twitch channel.
1: So, yes, we are working. We are hard at work on a Twitch channel. It's just one of those things. It's just another way that we want to bring content to you guys. We want to be able to interact with you um you know it's it's awesome that we have this podcast and we really appreciate everybody you know listening each week and you know interacting on social media and stuff but one thing that we want to do is have a twitch channel um so that you guys can see some gameplay whether it's you know a game that you're familiar with and you just want to see some funny stuff going on maybe it's a game that you're not familiar with like we tried to show some deep rock galactic we you know we understand not a lot of people have played that game um And uh, so that's that's really what it is. It's not quite ready yet. We really want to be able to have all three of us on there and gameplay and make it, you know, make it something valuable. Um, But I am really pumped to be able to do this because I see a lot of benefit from it. Um, So, yeah, it's in the works, man. Um, It's looking really good already. uh, And I can't wait till it's uh, it's fully up and running.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. I think it'll be such a great opportunity to get to interact more. With people who are checking out the podcast, they get to actually see us play, kind of, you know, hear how we interact and, you know, raz one another. And I, I think it'll be a blast. And it seems like lately we've both been a little busy, like we haven't really gamed a whole lot this week. So I was just kind of curious, what what have you been up to, Josh?
1: Yeah, it's goofy, man. I you know, normally I have plenty of game time. I feel like I get more than most of you. Guys, because my kids are a little bit older, and it's just easier for, for me to kind of hop hop in and play something for a little while. But yeah, this week's been a little goofy. Um, I dude, I've mentioned it before. I'm such a fan of like collectible card games. Mm. Um I I like Hearthstone when Hearthstone came out, man, that was just the bomb. I loved that game so much. I've I've kind of fallen out of Hearthstone. I haven't played in probably a year or so. Um, and then I picked up Gwent. Because uh, you get, you know, I love The Witcher, and uh, Gwent is a standalone game, not the one that's built into The Witcher. But they really, really improved that. So I played the heck out of Gwent, and then a uh, a fan actually uh, told me about this game, Legends of Runeterra, hmm. which is Riot's version of their collectible card game, like the online card game. It follows the League of Legends universe, I guess. And I've just been having a blast, man. I I'll tell you why I like card games. This is a this is. I don't know that I'm proud of this, but I eat most meals at my desk. It's just kind of <laughs> like where we, you know, that's kind of where we go. Um, and the, the, <laughs> the bad thing is like I can eat while I play like a card game because it's right. just the one, the one mouse, you know, click, click. I don't have to do anything quickly. When the other guy's taking his turn, I can take a few bites, you know, um, I don't know why I just find them super, uh, calming and uh, I just, I love them, man. So. I'd be very curious
0: to see your keyboard and how many crumbs are in there in between the keys.
1: I can feed my family for a week (laughs) if I dump out my keyboard. Like, I'm telling you, I try to keep it dusted. Oh, man. (laughs) I'm looking down in it right now because it's, like, backlit. So... (laughs) but. It's not. Don't look good, Paul.
0: <laughs> oh boy. Well, maybe yeah. we can. Maybe we can auction that off to to our audience. See who no would want to. No way, man. We can feed off. country
1: on, with this thing <laughs> on Josh's crumbs.
0: Well, yeah, I know you've always been a big fan of the card games. I remember seeing you in Slay the Spire a lot, oh, uh, maybe great. a year or two ago. But yep. yeah, I, I haven't heard of that one. I have actually been busy playing the golf club 2019 featuring PGA tour. All right. Now I'm not like a huge golf fan, but I have always loved golf video games. And I know a lot of people are like that. Like they might hate soccer, but they love playing FIFA. And I never watch golf. I played a little bit in high school. Cause I had some friends who were interested in it. None of that stuck, but I always loved playing it. And Todd was talking a little bit about how he missed playing golf games and so I just quickly did a search, found this game. I searched for a Steam key on Google. I was able to pick it up for $3 and it's been a blast. And you have not responded once to all these posts Todd and I have done about, about the golf club 2019. Are you, are you not a golf fan, Josh? Are you not planning to pick this up?
1: So you know how I love trolling you guys, right? And I can yes. be stubborn for no reason whatsoever sometimes. Um, like I love golf games, man. <laughs> Oh, do you really? <laughs> I really do. Dude, Mario Golf? I don't know if you remember Mario Golf. Of course I, I remember Mario Golf. I think it golf. was what was it was it the Wii? When was I think that it was one that came out. I think it was 64, was the first Was it 64? It might I'm have been sure. Dude, but I played the heck out of some Mario Golf, man. So yes, I, I hate the actual sport of golf, but I love me some golf games. So I might wind up picking this up. But I don't like I mean, honestly, like it's hard to top Mario Golf, man. Like, being able to, like, hit, like, the flaming shots and the, you know, the stuff like that it was... I, I like the arcade type golf. That's so funny. See, I, I'm less of a
0: fan of the arcade-style golf. I like it a little bit more serious in that regard. Since you hadn't replied at all, I was ready to talk you into this. <laughs> so I had, like, a couple bullet points. I was going <laughs> to oh. say, um, first of all, you can grab an adult beverage and sit at your computer... Mm, And just play a couple rounds with me and Todd Two tons of trash talking, please. I mean, I would love nothing more than for you and me to just watch Todd 30 feet away and just hit his hit a putt that goes 45 feet past the hole because you know it's going to happen at some point. I feel like it would be good material for Twitch weirdly. Like even though it doesn't have a lot of action, I feel like it would really highlight how we kind of, roast each other and have fun. So I was ready to talk you into it, but it sounds like you were just a little late in joining us.
1: No, I'm in. Mean, especially, I mean, didn't you pick it up for like three bucks? It was
0: $3.33.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure I could swing that. Yeah. you know. Um, But yes, no, I honestly, like, and I'm assuming it's just, you know, you swing and then, you know, the next guy in line goes and we're all on the screen at the same time kind of thing. Like, I mean, it's live I believe so. Todd and I only played
0: one match and the way Todd set it up, we were playing simultaneously. So it was very weird that we could see each other's balls fly through the air, but you couldn't see the other person. Oh, so really? I'd be like on the green getting ready to putt. And all of a sudden this like <laughs> lob shot comes and lands right in front of me. It was, it was a little strange, but I'm pretty sure we can change the setting. So we'll, we'll figure it out. And we got another one of our friends who I think is going to pick it up. I think we'd have a blast with four person.
1: I I All right. I mean honestly I I was joking around with you guys but I love the rules of golf. I used to I used to be a super duper avid uh disc golfer. So I mean playing every single day of my life for probably 2 years playing disc golf. So I like the actual game of golf. I just don't like the the ball and club because I'm terrible with it. Gotcha. Like funny funny story. We we have a Top golf around here, you know what that is. But for people yep. that don't know, Top Golf is this pretty swanky like restaurant. It's like a double or triple decker building where everything faces out into this really cool open driving range. Um, and I went there with a bunch of uh, couples one night, and everybody was driving, and I got relegated to the wives group because I was so bad <laughs> at at hitting the ball. <laughs> so. Uh, a little bit of an ego hit there, because I like to be good at sports and games and stuff. But
0: Oh, yeah. yeah, you definitely have that competitive edge, so I'm sure that that bruised
1: the ego a bit there. Yes, but I'll say it right now. I'll pick up golf, because I think that'd be fun.
0: Oh, very cool. I- I'm so excited. And then I have just one little bit of gaming news that I thought was really interesting, not just because of the news itself, but also how it was discovered. So I don't know if you know this or not, but... Take-Two Interactive, they're the company that owns Rockstar, 2K, you know, huge yeah, conglomerate. Huge, yeah. yeah, mega mega corporation in the gaming universe. They filed an annual report called a Form 10-K to the SEC last week. And what's interesting about it is it's kind of like an annual report to shareholders, but it has more data. And so it shows a summary of their contractual obligations for the upcoming years. And so it shows, you know, the current year and like the next four years of how much money they already have locked up in various contracts. What's interesting is that there is a huge spike for marketing in 2023. All right. So to put it in perspective, the marketing commitment for this year is under 12 million. But in 2023, it spikes up to over 89 million. So do you have any guesses as to what that might mean? Rockstar, 2K. GTA
1: 6, man. It's got to be GTA 6, it's right? It's got to be GTA 6. I can't think of anything else that they would dump that kind of money into. Yes. Because you know, you're know you not spending $89 million to hype a new IP. No. Unless it's just the, the best thing ever, you know? Um, man, 2023, though? That's so far away. I know. Away. It's so far.
0: And I don't care. I'm super excited about any GTA news. I mean, I will take it. Even with this just being more of a guess. And so Rockstar already came out and said, no, it's not a hint of when it's going to come out. You know, they have other obligations that are internal. They're all lies, (laughs) right? They they, We've already done this historically. This is how they predicted when Red Dead Redemption 2 would come out. So I'm super excited. And and you know what's crazy? is, Do you know how old GTA 5 will be in
1: 2023? uh, 10 years? 10 years old. Is it Wow, that was a really good guess. Yes. I sounded really smart. Spot there. <laughs> spot on. But
0: you know, GTA 5 is still always on the best selling list on Steam. Do we played the other day. We did. We we love GTA Online. And it sold over 130 million copies, and it's still, you know, a best selling game on Steam. But anyway, I just I was a little curious. I was wondering if you would be excited for GTA 6. And then also, is there anything in particular that you would be interested in seeing
1: from it? I want... I mean, the gameplay is already there. So honestly, I'd like slightly better shooting mechanics. I I mean, they're not terrible by any means, but there's a lot of, like, gunfire in this game. And I feel like they could make that just punchier and just a little bit better. I mean, obviously, a huge graphics upgrade would be phenomenal. But, I I mean, they they can't really go wrong. They have such a good formula... Yeah, you know that it's like how do you how do you mess that up? The storylines are phenomenal. Like if you're playing single player campaign, it's so good. Like the character development is amazing. Uh, I I mean I don't know what they could do wrong in this, to be honest with you. But if I had like a wish list, I, I mean obviously much improved graphics I think would be super cool. Even though they're still good in GTA V. Um, and then just better gunplay, man. Like just the mechanics there I think would be good.
0: Yeah, I think what I can't wait for is just a newer version of GTA Online because I love playing it with you and Todd, but those loading times, my goodness. I mean, Ugh. we, we load for 10 minutes before we can even play together. So I'm super excited for that. I'd be very curious to see a female protagonist, which we have not yet seen from the GTA series. That would actually series. be really cool. Yeah. That, that might be a, an interesting spin. And I would love to see it return to a little bit more humor. I feel like Vice City was a little more pulpy, and to me, Vice City was that perfect mix of having a really interesting storyline, but it was still over the top, and it was funny, you know, great acting voices and all of that, and I feel like the last couple games were a little bit more depressing, so I'm hoping it'll be a little bit more of, like, that positive energy with the next one. Yeah. Well, the good news
1: is we only have to wait three years to play it, (sighs) so... Oh, start goodness. start making your paper chains, you know? <laughs> count down the days. That's all right. That'll you know, I'm gonna schedule a computer upgrade for right around that time, so that lets me plan.
0: <laughs> we I was gonna say we have plenty of uh uh the golf club twenty nineteen to play until then, so that, that can take up our time.
1: Paul, if we're still playing golf club twenty nineteen when GTA six is released or nearby, I will pay for your Golf for my key, you'll pay me back. Yes, <laughs> thank you. You're 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 a very <laughs> I, I kind, make that generous agreement man. Right here on the air, <laughs> lock it in, buddy.
0: Oh boy! All right. Well, let's let's jump into our our game of the week. All right. All right. It's time for us to talk about. Ubi- Is it Ubisoft or Ubisoft?
1: I feel it's, like I always say it wrong. No. What are you going to say? And then I'll tell you whether you're right. I'm going to say. Ubisoft? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Darn it, I was really hoping you went right. with the Ubisoft and oh, then I could pick yeah. on you.
0: Well, it's funny because I didn't realize until I you know, hit it that yeah. I wasn't sure what to say. All right, so Ubisoft's Far Cry 5. To kick things off, I grabbed a description of the game from Wikipedia. I'll go ahead and read it to you guys here. Far Cry 5 is a 2018 first-person shooter game developed by Ubisoft. It is the standalone successor to the 2014's Far Cry 4, and the fifth installment of the Far Cry series. The game takes place in Hope County, a fictional region of Montana, United States. The main story revolves around the project at Eden's Gate, a doomsday cult that has taken over the county at the command of its charismatic and powerful leader, Joseph Seed. Players control an unnamed junior deputy sheriff who becomes trapped in Hope County and must work alongside factions of a resistance to liberate the county from the despotic rule of the Seeds at Eden's Gate. Gameplay focuses on combat and exploration. Players battle enemy soldiers and dangerous wildlife using a wide array of weapons. The game features many elements found in role-playing games, such as a branching storyline and side quests. The game also features a map editor, a cooperative multiplayer mode, and a competitive multiplayer mode. All right, so I think that, that just about covers it
1: there. It covers just about all the bases right there, yeah.
0: Yeah, a little bit longer than we would maybe normally read, but we're not gonna really cover any mechanics or anything like that, so I, I felt like that description would kind of do the job. And so to kick things off, I was kinda curious, Josh, what is your
1: history with the Far Cry series? I have played not all of them, but I've I like I played a lot of Far Cry four. Me and another buddy of mine co-opted that game from start to finish which was a blast uh so i've i mean i probably got 40 50 hours into far cry 4. i played far cry 2 back in the day um and now 5. um and then i just like i haven't played primal there's far cry primal that i thought looked pretty good kind of like that take on it i mean there's far cry new dawn which is the direct follow-up to five i didn't play that one either so i mean I i feel like i'm pretty familiar with the series but it Also doesn't change a whole lot. Like this is one of those games where and maybe it's just Ubisoft, but it's like they know what they have. They're going to release a new one, but they're going to follow the same formula because they're going to keep it safe and and what people like. Like when you buy this, whatever, Far Cry 17, it's going to be Far Cry still. You know exactly what you're getting. Right. Yeah, exactly. For good or for bad, honestly. And there's there's a little bit of both there, in my opinion. But you yeah, you know what you're getting for sure.
0: Okay, so if you remember, when I first started playing Far Cry 5, we very briefly talked about it in Discord, and I think I told you that I played a little bit of Far Cry 2. And that is not true. So <laughs> I <laughs> I started playing I Far... I was
1: so about to pull out my Far Cry 2 quiz also. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, I would fail at it,
0: because here for years, I've been saying, yeah, I played some Far Cry 2, it was fine, whatever. I jump into Far Cry 5. And I quickly realized that, like, none of it really feels familiar. And I remember always hearing that the Far Cry's, like, stay consistent. And so I, I I took to YouTube. I knew that I made this mistake. I have always mixed up Far Cry with Just Cause in my head.
1: Oh. And these series
0: are, like, very similar to me. Yes. And I have no idea the difference. And so I immediately went to Just Cause 2 gameplay, Just Cause 3 gameplay. <laughs> uh, oh, there it is. I played Just Cause 3, (laughs) how could I forget the guy standing on top of like an old school rotor airplane with a rocket launcher shooting guys while standing on the airplane? So I was like, oh, this is what I played. So this was actually my very first Far Cry game, and maybe this speaks to why I felt like the game was so amazing, because I'm not coming from that long line of already being used to these mechanics and already playing it. For me, this was like a very... New, fresh, different kind of sandbox game that felt much newer to me than it would have to you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That makes a lot of sense, honestly, because I mean, I, you know, there's Far Cry 5, I mean, most of the Far Cry series, they do an awful lot right. Like, there is a plethora of content. I mean, you can do, like, car racing and airplane racing. I mean, there's all these little side missions and stuff that have nothing to do with the storyline that you can do in this game. I mean, you can constantly find new stuff to do. You can go hunting. I mean, that's a huge part of the game is hunting animals and stuff, too. But to me, it was all very, very familiar. You know, like I said, there wasn't much different from Far Cry 4. and I just remember, like you were really into playing Far Cry Five, and I was like, "Man, am I like am I missing something? Like maybe I'm just a little jaded. Like I really liked Four a lot, so maybe Five was just not quite as good to me. But that makes a lot of sense now because if it was my first foray into the Far Cry universe, like yeah, that's a fun that's a fun experience.
0: Yeah, and and there were some things that people criticized story wise, but I think for me. My experience with Far Cry 5 was probably very similar to your experience with Far Cry four yep and and for me, I love sandbox games in general. I mean, I love any game where you have main storyline missions and yet at the same time it's an open world. it encourages exploration and as you get into these new areas, you meet very colorful you know secondary and tertiary characters. They'll give you side missions and you get to really just like experience this world. And I feel like GTA has always done that in spades. I felt like Far Cry did it amazingly well. Uh, but there's a lot of games that are like this, right? Like Assassin's Creed is very similar. Uh, Saints Row, it definitely falls in line with those games. So if you're not familiar with Far Cry, if you like any of the other games I just mentioned, you'll probably like this one. So like our sandbox style games,
1: your cup of tea, Josh it's a mixed bag for me man like in all honesty i i have a ton of fun with them but then i get like aimless i need some direction like to be honest like i because i know myself well enough to know that if i don't follow the main mission and i do nothing but you know 30 hours worth of side quests eventually i'm just going to burn out or i'm going to forget where i was on the main mission Mm -hmm. and then I'm just – it's going to – like, I'm going to fizzle out, and I'm never going to play it again, and then I don't get to experience, like, the actual full storyline in a game either. So I've found that more often than not in the last few years, I have to force myself to do the main mission so that I don't get, like, game ADD and then fizzle out before I actually beat the game. You know, like, but I love it. I mean, there's so much fun stuff to do, so it's this weird bag for me of, like – Oh look! Uh, oh, if I here's an airplane race I found, and it's like, oh, this is super cool! Like I'm cruising over the the lake, and oh, I got to go down this waterfall, and you know,
0: now I'm fishing for an hour and a half. Right? And yeah, exactly. What am I and doing? So, wait, what's going on?
1: Yeah, and then it's like, wait a minute, like, and then I get tired of fishing and flying airplanes, and then I'm like, ah, I'll just go play like something else, and then before you know it, the game's just sitting on my desktop, like going, uh, you know, ignored and and you know, neglected. Ah. So I I think it's a great. I don't want to call it a genre, but yeah, so I really enjoy sandbox games, but at the same time, I get lost, and then I don't wind up playing them all the way through. I, I get that. I think a lot
0: of people feel that way. And also, if you if you do everything that this game has to offer, it's just such a time commitment. I mean, it's not as big as Red Dead Redemption 2, but we've, we've joked about it before. I mean, you could dump 300 hours of just walking around... And watching interactions between the AI characters and just goofing off in that game. And Far Cry, you could very easily do the same. And my problem is, instead of having like gamer ADD like you do, for me, I have a compulsion to 100% video games. And so for me, it's very hard to see a side mission and not do it. So if I play a game like Far Cry, it's going to take me... 60 hours because I'm going to feel the need to go out of my way and do every side mission. And I couldn't do that for this podcast. I just beat this game over the last 11 days and I had to skip a lot of the side missions, which actually made me really sad because those tend to be some of my favorite missions in games like this. If you're an athlete, you know, the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link.
1: Do you feel like once you beat the game, because a lot of games will let you just kind of keep on playing, but once you beat the main story, do you feel like it's like closure then, and so you don't have any incentive to go do side missions? Kind of.
0: Except, I always want to do all the side missions first. That way, when I finish the last mission, the game's done. Like I want to end on that. It's high like note a true the story.
1: The end kind of thing for you, right?
0: Yeah, like my true canonical ending. That's that's how I want it to go. Um, but the side missions that I did complete in this game, I loved. I thought it was amazing. I, I told you, I, th- it was, I don't remember if it was, you know, talking to you or just posting in Discord. But my initial impression of this game was, like, Ubisoft had all this insight into exactly what kind of video game I want to play. And Taylor made it for everything I love. So, like, I've already documented on <laughs> this podcast my love for like learning about cults and like when we had talked about how I was playing cult simulator, which by the way, underrated game. (laughs) I am fascinated by the pull that charismatic leaders have of people and, you know, manipulating them into doing things or, you know, arguing their way to, to, you know, convert people to these crazy causes. And so right off the bat, I'm predisposed to like the storyline and the first 10 to 15 minutes were so incredibly immersive and so high-stress, anxiety-producing that I immediately bought all in to Far Cry. In the very beginning of this game, you're flying in along with a federal agent and the town's sheriff, and you're going to go arrest Joseph Seed, who is leading this Doomsday cult. They are highly violent. They are weaponized. And you go in there, and all of the crazies from the town all come out and they're all surrounding you holding automatic weapons and they're all yelling at you that if you try to arrest Joseph, they're, they're not going to let you leave. And you just get walked down, you know, surrounded by all these violent people. And I just thought that it was so great. I was immediately sucked in. I loved the atmosphere and the voice acting of Joseph was just so well done that it was like, an interactive movie in the best possible sense.
1: The intro to Far Cry 5 is phenomenal. Like, that whole experience of, like, you're going to arrest this guy, and then you show up, and it's this, like, you know, white, beautiful little church, and then it's, like you said, all the the crazies, you know, and then you walk in. I mean, it, that's a that's a super intense moment, and then when the game opens like that, and it's funny because it tells you like you it's like you have to arrest them. Then it's like press you know press
0: you press know, enter like, to
1: handcuff enter Joseph. to ar- to handcuff them. And then you like you have to do it. So then you're like, wait a minute, do I have a choice here? You know. And then yeah, <laughs> it's like you know that's one of those things where. But I I mean I, as far as an opening for a game goes, man, and something that all of the Far Cry series does is really flesh out like their villains.
0: Yes. And that's what I've kind of learned in hindsight. Like, I've watched some videos of the previous Far Cries, and at some point I'll probably pick them up and go through them when I have the time. But it does seem kind of like the the DC movies tend to have these more boring protagonists, but really well-done villains. And I feel like that's kind of like the Far Cry series. And yet, this game starts out so intense and so serious, and then as soon as the world opens up, I mean, this game just goes into... <laughs> Chaos! <laughs> I mean, hilarious. I remember I remember getting through, like, the little opening tutorial, and then they tell me, you know, go help free this, like, you know, area of-, of town on this street. And I drive there, I run into the garage, and there's just a rocket launcher, and I pick it up, and there's just all these enemies pouring in, and I'm just blowing them to smithereens with this RPG launcher. And every character in this game, I don't know how else to describe it, every character is extra. In every single sense,
1: that's a great description, man. (laughs) They are so much larger than life; it is unbelievable, and they're all funny. That's something that maybe, maybe five does better than any of the other ones is the humor involved. And I don't, I don't know if it's because it's you know it's in America, you know, it's like, and, Mm -hmm. and it's just that over the top, like. I mean, you laugh because every time we'd play together, I mean, I dressed my guy up in an American flag shirt with a mullet.
0: Oh, yeah. You know? It was a sick mullet.
1: Yes. And I mean, that was like, that's the theme of this game. And man, do they just roll with it. And there are so many moments of just pure hilarity in this game. And it's like, they know it. Like, they're just soaking it up and they do it on purpose. But I mean, it's awesome to see at the same time that... They're not trying to make the game overly serious, but then at the same time, they can weave in these super cool cutscenes, like the opening and and some of like the deep conversations you have with some of the villains, you know when when you're fighting them and stuff yeah. like that too. So it, it's it's really, really neat that they can mix that so well.
0: Yes, and so I think that would be a good segue to talk a little bit about some of the humor in the game. All right, so I, I had a little mini segment here that I, I went ahead and gave a title. I, I didn't get permission from from you or Todd about this, but I thought maybe we would just call it Remember, Remember the 5th of November. <laughs> All right, so memorable moments from this game. For me, it is the funnier scenes that really stick with me along with the intense opening scene. And so I wrote down two. I'll, I'll share one and then I'll kick it back to you, Josh. But for me, my favorite quest line in this game was the the testicle festival, okay? <laughs> yes. So you are you're helping free this town and I, I told you guys all these characters are extra in this game. And so the guy goes on to talk about how every year they have a Rocky Mountain Oyster festival uh which if you don't know come from bull testicles. And so he goes on to say despite all the violence and the kidnappings by the cult, we gotta throw this festival. This is what keeps this town moving forward. And so he tasks you with going to harvest enough Rocky Mountain Oysters to run this festival. And he asks for three specific kinds, okay? He asks for Rocky Mountain Oysters that are engorged. He asks for some that are shredded. And he asks (laughs) for some that are charred. All right? Now, this is one of the very first missions that I ran in this game. I still did not expect the level of humor that this game has. So I hop in a car, I drive up to the farm, where you're supposed to go find this, and as soon as I park, it tells you to shoot the lock to release the bulls. And so I do it. And the bulls run, and it tells you, wait until one of the bulls is getting busy, that way you can go harvest your engorged Rocky Mountain oysters. And the game immediately starts playing Sexual Healing. (laughs) And I just about died laughing because I did not expect that in this game. I thought that I thought it was already funny enough that I'm going to get this. Then all of a sudden you hear like the line and the drums and then the song kicks in. And so then I'm like, oh, gosh, I guess I'm like shooting one of these bulls now. So I shoot the one bull. Then it tells me, well, now you got to get shredded Rocky Mountain oysters. Well, how are we going to do that? Oh, go hop on the wheat thresher. <laughs> And go run over
1: one of the bulls. And I was not, like, not, you know, dice him up with a knife in a kitchen. No. Cause that would no. be the logical thing is like, no, go hop on a giant thresher. You gotta
0: shred him out in nature. And I, I just about like died that I was like, am I really gonna run over a bull with a wheat thresher? Like this is incredibly violent and yet incredibly hilarious at the same time. I, I can't imagine like anyone who's looking for like humane, Butchering of animals. This, oh, no. this, close your eyes. <laughs> you do not want to watch the scene. And so you do that. And then for the third one, for charred Rocky Mountain oysters, they say go kill one of the bulls with fire. And so you like throw time. Chuck a Molotov or a flamethrower. And I could not believe that, for lack of a better word, the the Rocky Mountain oysters of Ubisoft to throw in a quest line like this. It was it it totally shocked me and took me by surprise in the best possible way.
1: It's what I love. It's one of the things that I love about the game is the absurdity of the missions and they're like, they're good missions. Like it's not, they're absurd and they're stupid. Like these are like good missions to do. They have clear goals and they're not always easy, but then you're like, is this really happening? Like, is this really part of the game right now? Like (laughs) One that stands out to me is because you had started playing a little bit before I joined in. Mm-hmm. And one of the missions that we did was this, you come across this crazy guy. That's like a scientist that has like a Tesla coil built out in his backyard. And he's just a, I mean, this guy is like major conspiracy theorist. He's telling you about how the government's frying your brains and all this stuff. And he needs you to go do, do something. So it's like, okay, well we go do that and then we come back. Right. And then he starts spewing about how the government's hiding aliens from us. And he's got to track down all these aliens And it's like, what? Like, really? And so he sends us on these missions, and then we have to go investigate these cows, because the aliens abducted the cows and probed them and stuff. And so we're off in a pasture with crop circles, looking at cows that are glowing and stuff, collecting samples. And you're you're running all over the place. You're doing this. You're like, man, this guy is like the nuttiest guy I've met. And then it's like the final mission, and then you bring it, and then it's like, the dude was, he was right. Yeah. (laughs)
0: He stands, he's, like, like, standing under his Tesla coil yeah. and just, like, somehow teleports and just leaves, like, an alien like, gun. like, yes,
1: exactly. And then, yeah. like, an alien gun is there. And you're like, wait a minute. Like, what? Like, I thought this guy was crazy. And they're like, no. No, that's that was really it.
0: Yeah, and it's like, even though that guy just pops up for, like, three very short side missions, it's totally memorable. Like, you don't forget those types of missions. Another one of my favorites is a character... Uh, that was named Nick Rye And so he's a pilot And if you look on the map You see it very early on in the game It's called Rye and Sons Is the name of the airfield And when you go there You find out that his wife is pregnant And he keeps talking about How he can't wait for his son to be born And every time he brings it up His wife is like Nick, the ultrasounds showed that it was a girl It's gonna be a girl And he's just in denial Like, this is not <laughs> He's always talking about Nick Jr., And so, like, later, it's kind of obvious, but she goes into uh, labor, and now you have to protect the family while it's getting raided by the Peggies, who are the persons of Eden Gate, Peg. So they're the members of the cult. They're running in, and Nick's, like, yelling, but Nick Jr.'s not due yet. And then, of course, she gives birth, and it's a girl. And what does Nick say? He's like, oh, man, I'm going to have to change the name of the business now, because it's Ryan's (laughs) son's. You know, so there's just, you know, there's so much humor peppered throughout this game. I love it. Even Nick at one point, before you start fighting here, he's like, we're going to go out there like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. And then his wife's like, they both die in the end of that movie. You know, so it's just hilarious characters. I really love the humor. It definitely sticks out to me. Anything in particular you wanted to speak to the humor Without us spoiling, yeah, that's the the problem.
1: It's like that's honestly is like you know we we've kind of given some spoilers, but there's so much more to the game than that. I mean, Herc is a hilarious character. Cheeseburger is a bear, a big grizzly bear. So there's this (laughs) whole mission line. Yeah, it's your friend who will come fight for you and maul enemies at your side. Rex face, you don't mess with Cheeseburger, man. But yeah, I mean, there's a whole mission line to go like rescue Cheeseburger and make sure you don't give him diabetes. (laughs) <laughs> no, he, he already has diabetes. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's got diabetes. Feed him salmon. You gotta be careful, yeah, you got to be careful what you feed him. You can't His cheeseburger feed him. Suffers from the the sugars. You know, I, I yep. mean, that's this game though. In a, in a nutshell, like that is this game. It is one. I mean, man, the 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 quest lines, the missions, the characters are extremely memorable. Absolutely. And
0: you know, this is a little bit more of a of a serious topic. Coming right off of talking about like the funnier moments. But this game did release with a lot of controversy, and it was primarily from the the Christian community. And I think it's because the initial trailers, which I did not see back in the day, I just jumped into this game. And after I went back and started watching some of the older trailers, they are a little bit intentionally uh, inciting in what they show. You know, you do see the cult uh, taking weapons, kidnapping people, forcibly baptizing them. And you see the violence, and it's not really explained that this is a completely bonkers cult. And so I think a lot of people were worried that it was going to just be like an attack on Christianity. And you know, you, you and I are both faithful believers, and I personally did not find this game to be offensive in the least. Yeah. And I, didn't I was either. curious if you did.
1: No, no, I did I not at all. And I remembered the, the like the outrage that they had because they kept showing Joseph Seed and he's very charismatic. I mean, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, that was that was kind of what they were doing, is they were like, look, here's this super charismatic guy, and he's kind of leading people astray, and you you like the guy. Like, I mean, I, I like the guy. Like, he's honestly, weirdly as, crazy as he likeable, is, Like, I know. Like, that's the thing that they do right in this, is when you know it's like i i you know i yeah i kind of like them which is strange like you know it's it's like i don't know why i do but that's you know that's part of what makes the game interesting but i don't see the people being upset by that i mean if you play the game you realize very very quickly like this is not an attack on any any religion whatsoever you know other
0: than Like the, the, the really crazy outlying cults, like, well, sure. That's one of the main reasons that I didn't find it offensive at all because cults like this do exist. Yeah. You know, David Koresh. All right. Like, are you familiar at all with the Branch Davidians Uh, from Waco? Yeah. Yeah. mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, they were the more tame version of this. This is just that cult, but more violent. You know, that was a cult that was stockpiling weapons It was a dangerous situation. They had a lot of doomsday prophecies, you know, and this game is no different than that. So I feel like it's an accurate reflection of what we do see in real life. And I feel like it's so different than everything about the gospel. It can't be perceived as an attack on that. This is, if nothing else, maybe it's a satire or making jokes at the expense of those types of cults. And so I I didn't find that uh, to be offending or offensive at all. And then also a lot of people felt like the game was anti-American.
1: No, I don't see that either. I mean, it's cliché. It's cliché in a lot of ways, but I mean, uh-huh. I like I said, I rolled with that. I mean, my mullet and my American flag shirt, you oh, know, yes. it's kind of like I mean, it's America. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> so I mean, this it's almost like if you were to pull europeans who have never been to america and all they've ever experienced is reddit they would say this is what america is like right i
1: mean the bear's name is cheeseburger yes
0: (laughs) the bear has diabetes let alone the people you know so i i don't mind a little bit of razzing on america as long as it's funny and the razzing in this game is funny it kind of reminded me, like, you never watched the show Arrested Development, did you? No. Uh-uh. So in that game, there's a great scene where in We Britain, they have an American restaurant, and they're all dressed like cowboys, and the guy brings out a basket of donuts instead of rolls, <laughs> and he's like, how about I bring a couple of 64-ounce colas to wash down these donuts? And, like, that's, you know, it's funny, yes. it's it's just poking fun at America a little bit, I didn't take it seriously. I, you know,
1: they hate us because they ain't us, right? That's what it is. <laughs> I want to go to the donut restaurant now. By the yeah. way, that sounds great. <laughs> Donuts instead of rolls. That's yeah, that's a money I, idea right there. I, I mean, I, hey, write that down so we don't forget. Yep let's you know. let, let's do it i, I mean I, yeah i don't get the outrage i don't get the people being upset i mean you could find something in any video game to get upset about you know oh, it's violent or oh it's you know whatever but i will say this that far cry is not i mean this is a this is a mature game this is not yes. for like young kids this is not a game that children should be playing by any means this is definitely a mature game i mean there's a lot of language there's a lot of Serious subject Violence, matter. Violence, you know? Yeah, I mean, there yeah. really is, so. Oh, you know. very
0: disturbing stories. I mean, we're a family-friendly podcast, and there are stories in this game about the guy called The Cook, and if you want to experience, like, skin-crawling, tingly horror stories, that's a great one, and it's very well-written, but yeah, this game is, it does not hold back. It—it It is capital M mature. It's M plus yeah. rated. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So for our younger listeners out there, don't ask your parents for this game.
0: Yeah, not not until you're a little older, and yeah. then it then jump into it. It's fantastic. So, all right, just a, a little bit left here um, to cover for the show, but I thought we could do another little mini-segment. I feel like we've talked about most of the positive things. So this segment is now called 10 Things I Hate About You. <laughs> all right, now we're not going to count. I don't think we need 10. All right, what what did you not like? In Far Cry Five,
1: it's a little disjointed. I mean, it's one of the things that can work for it at times, but a lot of the stuff you can do just is not impactful at all. Like, I almost feel like they threw it in to try to generate content, and to me, that's never a good idea. You know, um, like hunting in Far Cry Four was important because you needed to actually, you needed to hunt to gather materials so that you could craft, like larger holsters and larger ammo bags and stuff like that. So there was a definite point to that. And I remember hunting for a while in that game because there was a definitive reward for that. Whereas like in Far Cry five, like hunting, you can hunt like they even tell you you like, Oh, there's white tail in this area. And then it's like, but that's completely pointless, you know? And so it's like, why, why add that for anything other than to say, Oh, look how much there is to do.
0: Yeah, they, they they might have overreached a little. I think that's a fair criticism. Maybe if they self-edited down a little bit. And then, I mean, people would complain no matter what, right? Like, people who are used to all that in the previous games would probably complain. But it does... It's a very ambitious game. I will definitely give it credit for that. They They might have bit off more than they can chew, but they really did aim high, and a lot of it really does still click. I think for me, my biggest complaint... Is that basically Joseph, the leader? He has his three heralds, who I did not find to be as interesting as Joseph. He has his two brothers, Jacob and oh boy,
1: Uh, oh man.
0: Anyway, whatever their name, that they're, they're they're forgettable.
1: That's well. That's honestly that's John. kind of the point. John,
0: yeah, and the John their- and Jacob, and then Faith, and so they each run a different portion of the county, and basically as you release more people and you bring more people to the resistance in each section, it goes up on a meter. And when you complete each third, then within the next two or three minutes of gameplay, something happens where your character passes out or they get shot or they get kidnapped. And no matter what you do, you can't stop it from happening. And it really takes you out of the game and you feel this loss of control. You don't have a chance to fight your way out of it. And it really broke up the action, and I was not crazy about that mechanic. You know, like, one of the characters, because they're not going to kill you. They've been instructed by Joseph that you're going to convert into Eden's Gate, and so they all have orders not to harm you. But they will still kidnap you, uh, brainwash you, they will try to tattoo, you know, your, your sins on your body. And I just did not like the way that worked. Where you just automatically get kidnapped and then you watch a seven minute cutscene of characters I did not care as much about. And that's honestly getting a little nitpicky, but for me that's the thing I, I disliked the most. That
1: makes sense. I mean, you're a guy that just liberated an entire, you know, town or multiple outposts, you know, and, and yeah. then all of a sudden it's like, oh, this guy comes along and punches you in the face, and now you're knocked out and captured. Like that's that's very disjointing. Like I, I agree yeah. with you a hundred percent on. That.
0: Or I'd be in my attack helicopter, which, by the way, we didn't really touch on that. I mean, this game has a lot of vehicles, boats, helicopters, planes, wingsuits, parachutes, all kinds of stuff. And if you're just in your attack helicopter, all of a sudden they'll just yell, oh, go get them. And then the screen goes dark and you wake up kidnapped. Yeah. So it's like, oh, come on. We, we could have worked on this a little bit more. Yeah. that That's all I, all I had for things I, I didn't care for. All right, so... Now we're at one of my favorite segments where we're going to go to the community and see what some of the other players of Far Cry 5 have to say about the game. And I love this because I just get to cherry pick funny comments. I don't have to worry about anything I say. I can I can just grab them and read. So I love it. Now, this game has so many great reviews. I just copied down, like, I don't know, s- six or seven of these, and a lot of them are short. So I'm just going to run through all of them. Because they're great. Alright, probably my favorite one here is the first review. You can hunt wildlife with shovels. You can throw them like spears. You can swing them like a bat. You can clear an entire outpost with only a shovel. You can get a perk that allows you to carry, I am not kidding here, nine shovels. My shovels thrown per minute, or STPM, is honestly insane. There's also something about a cult, and you need to save some people. Look, the point is, there is no better game that allows you to shovel your way to the end as good as what (laughs) I have played so far, 10 out of 10. (laughs) Now, (laughs) were you aware of all the shovel memes in this game?
1: No! How how am I missing this?
0: I did not want to see anything about this game until I finished, and half the reviews are about running around chucking shovels at people, and I had to jump back in the game. And it's true. Dude, you just put a what? shovel as your melee weapon, you chuck them like javelins, and they one-shot
1: almost everything in this game. This just opened up a whole new world for me.
0: Yeah. So your guy's literally running around with an RPG, an AR, a pistol, nine shovels, proximity mines. It's it's a little ridiculous. But the shovels, once I saw that, I just started watching videos and seeing all the memes. It's great. The shovels are real. If you haven't experienced it. Go check it out.
1: That's funny. Now yeah. I'll have to, because I had no idea at all. Apparently, I like shooting people more than bashing them with shovels. <laughs> yeah. Don't. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I normally
0: would go in stealth, and you can play stealth with the shovels. You just chuck them at people, and <laughs> they're none the wiser. Yeah, it's, it's great. All right, so a couple of shorter reviews here. They should use this game to diagnose ADD. Yeah, there you go. accurate representation of the United States.
1: (laughs) I I would say maybe
0: 85% accurate. Yeah, it's it's a little over the top. This is what liberals think Trump supporters are all like, 10 out of 10. (laughs) Oh boy, it really is. This game inspired me to grow a mullet. And I gotta tell you, Josh's character has one of the greatest mullets I have ever seen.
1: Yes, I spent a lot of time on that guy.
0: Yeah, it's fantastic. A little more of a serious note, this, this next user gave it a negative review. Terrible ending, a repetitive grind, boring story missions, and the weapon selection is awful. Graphics are insanely beautiful. If this were a hunting and fishing simulator, it would be perfect. So here's one of those guys who actually really did love the hunting and the fishing. Didn't care so much for the story.
1: And you know what I have to say to that? Just go hunt and fish. Yeah. I mean, you can. Uh, You know, he makes a good point. We didn't touch on it. The weapons in this game are, I feel like they're a little lackluster. It's more like the category that you have. You know, you can get assault rifles or snipers, and there's, you know, there's multiple ones in each. But, like, I switched through a few of the the ARs and I couldn't really tell a difference man like other than like one had a bigger mag like they it just wasn't a big difference in the weapons to me yeah. so I it's funny because I rolled with the same two weapons the, like the entire game you know I like I tried out a few but it was like well there's just no point in this so it, it's again one of those things where I feel like they added it for filler but it didn't really impact the game either
0: yeah, definitely. I really enjoyed the silenced pistol and silenced sniper. I didn't really roll with anything else. All the guns are kind of interchangeable like yeah. like you mentioned. And then the last one that I wanted to read here and this is kind of one of the famous things about Far Cry, which I now know after, you know, reading information and watching videos. And so here's the last review. I open the game, get to the first cutscene of the game. I have a feeling that God doesn't want me to arrest this man. I'm being told to, but I don't. I then beat the game in record time at 0.3 hours. (laughs) All right, so Far Cry is now kind of famous for putting this in their games. You can quote-unquote beat this game in 15 minutes. Do you want to tell them how, Josh?
1: Yeah, it's funny, man. We kind of touched on it or hinted at it earlier in the show. But when in the initial opening scene, when you go in to arrest Joseph Seed, he doesn't resist, and he even says, like, go ahead and arrest me you know, God's, God's not going to let me, you know, let, let you take me or something like that. And you know, it says like press enter to arrest or to place handcuffs. But if you just sit there and don't do anything, then the characters around you start kind of going like, Hey man, like, you know, put the cuffs on them. And there's like a little bit of chatter and stuff. And then they all just kind of staring at you and shuffling around a little bit. And if you wait long enough, all of a sudden, like, he's like, Come on, Rook, let's get out of here. And you yeah. just turn around and leave. And you don't want to arrest them. And then the, <laughs> and and the credits, and credits roll. Credit yeah. roll. And it's like, okay. So I mean, I think that's a cool touch, to be honest. I mean, obviously people are gonna go back and play the game, but to have that be an option is, is a pretty cool touch in my opinion.
0: Yeah, it's just a little silly like Easter egg, you know, that that's thrown in there. I do think it's quite clever.
1: And they have it again at the near the end of the game.
0: You know, oh, they is, have the one
1: where, yeah, remember at the end? Oh, it's right, like, right, right, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Take them it's into like the very end of the game, and you go. get to make another choice. And it's, yeah, I don't want, like I said, I'll try not to spoil anything, but you get another choice near the end of the game, too.
0: Yeah, you do. Which, you were telling me to let Joseph go free, and I said no. We're, yeah, I know. We're I was fighting like, this guy here Let him now. go. Let him yeah. go. Yeah, I, I had, I guess, a little more of a violent streak in me at yeah. that point. <laughs> All right, so as far as ratings go for this game... Since now I knew a little bit about some of the controversies and whatnot, I put my guess at 82%. I think 82% of the Steam reviews are positive. What about you, Josh?
1: I'm going to go a little lower this time. Uh, I mean, uh, there's a lot to like about the game, but having played Far Cry 4, which I think is probably one of the better ones, uh, I mean, this one fell a little short for me as well. Um, I'm going to say 74%. Ooh! Right on the dot, buddy. 74%. Oh, really? I almost yeah. said 76, man, and then I was Dude. like, "Nah, I go a little lower." Do I get a do I get a bonus or like a prize for that?
0: You guessed the year of GTA 5. You're guessing the know, man, steam I'm score on point right now. Yeah, it's it's almost fishy.
1: No. <laughs> uh, I don't know about I, I would about never this. cheat.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, there you go, Josh. You uh you you win the segment. And uh I think this will be a fairly short segment here, but Go ahead and, and introduce us for for make love, marry, murder. All right, this is where you
1: play sexual healing. Right? Oh, sexual? To, he- to, no, to- <laughs> I don't think we have the rights to that Darn one. It. All right, take all it right. away. Well, hey there, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for another smooth round of make love, marry or murder, where Paul and I tell you how we feel about this game. All right, um, I'm. Man, I'm going to just say make love on this one. I, okay. it's a good game. It, it really is. just, like I said, there's something about it that just didn't resonate with me as much as Far Cry 4. And I'm not taking anything away from Far Cry 5. I mean, from a co-op multiplayer standpoint, it is a blast. Like that's something that we should point out. If you're playing with this with your friends, you're going to have a real good time. It's only two player co-op. You know, so it is slightly limited there. They do have a multiplayer, you know, section where you can do more kind of arcadey type stuff. But I just, it's that disjointedness that bugs me. There's hilarious, hilarious moments in this game, um, but it's it's not a game that I will likely go back to once I beat it. You know what I mean? As far as that goes, like it's not a game that I'm going to keep going back to and returning to and all that. So I think it's a hot and heavy make love. Hit, hit it and quit it. Uh, yeah. You know, honestly, it, it's like it's one of those <laughs> things where it's, it's going to be super enjoyable for, for, for a short period of time. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's going to be done. So.
0: <laughs> I, I hear you. No surprise. I'm going to say Mary. And not only did I love the game and I do want to go back and finish up all the side missions, but we haven't even really talked about the arcade mode, which, again, is one of the meta jokes inside Far Cry. So you can access the arcade at arcade machines that are set up in all of the bars and restaurants. And there will be fake NPCs playing. And they're like, hey, dude, come check out this arcade. This is amazing. They add new stuff to it all the time. And then they'll like be playing and they'll say, wow, it even has user-generated maps in here. Because that's what the arcade right. is. You know, people in the community, they create their own little missions and their own, you know, outposts that you get to go attack. And I played a bunch of them. And I cherry-picked just by clicking on the highest-rated maps. They are a blast. And they are not small outposts. I mean, some of them, you get in there, and it'll tell you there's 29 enemies. Try to stealth your way through. It has a ton of content. It may not be the best marriage from all the games that you know we've taken a look at, but for me, there's so much to do. Uh, for me, it's a solid marry. Um, I, I kind of get why you would say make love, but it's it's at that level where there's so much to do. I, I think it's merry. All right. Well, let's go to the leaderboard and
1: see where this game stacks oh, up. This is going to be interesting.
0: All right, Josh. Leaderboard time. Yeah, I, this this will be interesting. Where where do you think I should start? Like not quite Middle. at the top, but a little bit
1: Middle. top half. Top half. Middle? There's
0: there's no way you or I are putting it above Rust, Rocket League, Apex, or Overwatch. That would be bananas. Right. After that, we have Rainbow Six Siege, Call of Duty Warzone, Valorant, Keep Talking, and No One Explodes.
1: (sighs) Would you put it in that range, or would you keep going lower? I, I'm in that, it's not above Warzone to me, Uh, it's not above Valorant to me. I think it is above keep talking and no one explodes, mm-hmm. but then I I'm trying to balance it with like the multiplayer aspect too because keep talking with a group of friends is great like so is the cycle like if you've got a four man squad going, mm-hmm. but I mean we're talking co op too like two player co op here it's such a good two player co op game, you know um I I think I'm leaning above keep talking and no one explodes
0: yeah that's kind of what i'm thinking i i was thinking either that or right above valorant and i love valorant i love keep talking and no one explodes it just really shows how much i love far cry 5 so if you want to put it just below valorant i'm okay with that valorant is more of a multiplayer experience anyway um, so, if we want to play Valorant, it's just going to be
1: longer lived too. Like, we're going to see Valorant in like eSports. You know what I mean? And it's like, I, I I have a hard time saying Far Cry 5 is better than Valorant on the leaderboard. Like yeah. In some aspects, yes, it's, a, I mean, obviously it's a completely different game, and that's the challenge of the leaderboard. The highs are higher, I think, than Valorant
0: or even Warzone. Yes. Yes, but, but like, the lows are a lot lower.
1: And I'll likely play Valorant, like, a year from now, whereas I will not play Far Cry 5, like, a year from now. You know? So I think that's a good spot. I- I- I'd say put it at, what is that, number seven? Uh, Yeah. 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 It'll, it'll, so we'll go ahead and we'll bump down, keep talking, and no
0: one explodes. And we will lock in Far Cry 5. And one of these days, I, I think maybe in these next couple weeks, we should take a look at revising the leaderboard. That way we can get Halo down. Yeah, I mean, this is the time we got to bump before that down before
1: Todd gets back, man. We yeah. got to get
0: that. We're on a clock, I mean- so we'll, we'll have to get it on the agenda. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think Todd will immediately quit if we revise the no.
1: leaderboard? No, because Todd it will make it his mission to oh, bump to bring it back up the leaderboard. Yep. Okay. He will. Yeah. He will not quit on that by right. any means. So we don't have to fear <laughs> <We're> losing <laughs> losing our partner in crime. All right.
0: Fair enough. Well, I think that wraps up our show today. Is there any last minute thing you want to throw in about far cry five? No, no. I had such a blast playing far cry five this week. It was fun talking about it. I think it has so many memorable things that'll, you know, stick with us moving forward. We're, we're going to reference Herc and cheeseburger, (laughs) you know, it's just part of the lexicon now, you know, it's, it's just in there. So yeah, for, for our audience, you know, please remember to subscribe to the podcast on Apple podcasts and on Spotify you know, please leave us a, a review and rate the show five stars if you use Apple Podcasts. And also, come check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Multiplayer Pod. You know, we'll also keep you up to date there as we roll out our Twitch streams. We'd love to have you guys come join us for that. So you can also follow us on Twitch. I think our name is what's our name on Multiplayer Podcast. Multiplayer Podcast it might
1: just be Multiplayer Pod. I don't. It's still it's still under construction. So it's one of those <laughs> two. But we're we we
0: know what we're doing we're
1: professionals we know the name of it so
0: multiplayer pod or multiplayer (laughs) podcast come find us you'll recognize the icon and then next week because we are such a professional podcast we definitely know what we're covering next week josh uh what game did we agree to cover next week
1: uh our our two-player game tarkov Or, or, or are we sticking with two players there was there was talk about Escape from Tarkov. We've got a lot of a lot of listeners that really want to hear a show on that, and I'd be down to play that. Sure. The I know that we talked about A Way Out, which is a really interesting like two player game. Let's let's go Tarkov because it's not story based. I'm kind of itching to play Tarkov, and you know, yeah, like you said, there's no story to that really either.
0: Yeah. So we'll we'll go into Escape from Tarkov next week. If you haven't played it, I see it almost as like the next progression of Battle Royales. It's where you run these short missions. You go in, try to get a bunch of loot, kill the enemy. You also have to extract your way out and you keep your gear. It's perpetual from game to game. So if you get killed, you're going to lose a bunch of gear. So it can be incredibly fun. It can also be very frustrating. But if you want to go play it this week and then you can hear me and Josh talk about it next Monday for that podcast. So thanks so much for joining us everybody and keep your eyes peeled for peggies in the meantime
1: you watch them peggies
0: keep those shovels at the ready everyone (laughs) all right that's it for this week see you guys
1: see you guys cheeseburger for life